Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Welcome to our 100th episode! can you believe this no no I I know it's mind-boggling I also goes oh that's why I haven't had a life in three years that explains the exhaustion yes yes we've been at a furious pace since 2020 to make this the best thing ever that 2020 feels like 100 years ago, literally, so that also yeah. makes sense that it is one, our 100th episode. If you're a little confused by how our numbering changed, let's clarify that real quick for one second. When we started the podcast way back 100 episodes, episodes ago, we had the idea to do our can quests as something a little separate our chef quest says something a little bit separate and our pantry power-up says it's even another something a little separate. And what we've realized is that's not happening. And we've just <laughs> We are now focusing on the episodes. I mean, we do call some of them pantry power-ups because they are just sort of the shorter, like this is something that goes with something else kind of episodes. But they're all just going to be episodes now, so that's yes. where we are. We'll, we'll still continue chatting about cannabis and how it's helping us or affecting us as we cook, because it is our favorite part of relaxing often as we do cook. That's not going anywhere, of course, but that's why we, re- we renumbered everything. We just decided to stop with those secondary tracks of numbering that we had been doing so we renumbered everything start to finish and lo and fucking behold we are at 100 <laughs> so we are celebrating with making our own kind of homemade sundays ish we are making the hot fudge and we are making buttered pecans otherwise we did buy our ice cream and everything else is gonna happen sort of without our effort Sundays. Celebration Sundays. Celebration Sundays. Although we were just discussing that we completely forgot about one of the key parts of a a Sunday, which is the whipped cream, and neither of us have it. So, oh well. (laughs) Modified Sundays. Here we are. (laughs) What are you smoking while we celebrate? Well, I had to buy these Pure Mish Baby Jeter joints because they are pure Michigan. They released this as a celebration of the fact that they are expanding their brand into Michigan. Congrats, people in Michigan that I know. You can now get Baby Jeters. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome! (laughs) And so their description on their website goes as followed because they don't really have any terpene information or anything else so we're just gonna read their description because I love that part of it. Pure Mish is a tasty indica strain created by crossing Oreos which we know how Oreos makes me goofy and Mendo Breath F2 which I've never heard of before but sure. 
This strain has a sweet and nutty chocolate flavor with a light creamy vanilla exhale. Oh, its aroma is similar with a delicious mocha coffee overtone accented by earth and spicy nuttiness. Pure Mish will leave you feeling calm and happy for hours, making conversations with anyone around you an easy task. Well, I guess that explains why I was so jazzed up on the Oreos and I was so funny. So hopefully, <laughs> same results this time. Yeah, so far so good. So thank you for Pure Mish. <laughs> what are you having enjoying over there today, Becca? I have some of the Macmo again from the Real McCoy. I've been really enjoying this flower. I've been savoring it and making it linger a long time as long as possible. But it does have caryophylline, lemonine, cumuline, and myrcene. And then it's got 25.9% THC and just 0.05% CBD. But I am still munching on my Tropicana Chills from Busy CBD. Definitely balancing out any of that THC spike. So def so here we are. Very excited to enjoy my MACMO while we celebrate. What are we drinking? Bourbon! We decided that was the most likely thing to pair with a Sunday, I guess. <laughs> and we both just like bourbon. And it and could be... It's a go-to and also could be an additive to uh, your chocolate sauce if you were getting adventurous with your fudge or chocolate sauce. It just sort of made sense at least. <laughs> yeah, we decided it made total sense. I was also thinking amaretto might work too. Darn, we could have done amaretto something. Oh, well, next time. Oh, well, next time. We'll make it again for sure. We didn't have anything in particular we wanted to educate, share, learn together about this time. So we thought we would just kind of do a little bit of a reflection on the last 100 episodes. I will kick it off with my most frustrating dish. Great. Which I think was the cauliflower korma. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot we did that. <laughs> <laughs> It was a while ago now. I remember distinctly reaching a point where I said, I would not keep doing this if I were not with you right now. Like, I would definitely have stopped. And I don't think there's anything else we've made. Maybe caramel's gotten close, but there's nothing else where I've been like, I'm out. I don't care what stage it's at. I don't care if I'm 75% done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I think my most frustrating... Or at least the one I was most frustrated by it being such a failure was the pistachio rolls. The most frustrating was obviously making the pistachio paste, which. <laughs> oh my God. And because yeah. I had gotten the pistachio pieces versus like the whole nuts and was like, fuck this. <laughs> and mine were shelled. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> nightmare. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Oh, for sure. Could not have been more of a nightmare from beginning to end, the pistachio paste and the rolls. Like, the rolls were just, I was, like, so bummed because I just love pistachio so much. And it was just like, wow, this turned into a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> I know. They were so dense. You couldn't taste the pistachio. After all of that effort, you couldn't taste the pistachio. And it was 
boring, gross, dumb. It was so, so that was a, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that one. I kind of blocked it out. Right. <laughs> what was the one you had the most fun learning about? Oh, hmm. we've learned so many cool things mm-hmm. and just random information as well. <laughs> uh, maybe hot sauce. For like something that I felt like I had a grasp on. And then I started doing research and was like, I fucking know nothing about hot sauce. I am woefully undereducated in the hot sauce department. I think that was probably one of the more surprising ones as far as things that I learned. Mm -hmm. But also maybe doing the uh, injera. Oh, yeah, that was very interesting. That was really interesting. And there was just so much, like, just not knowing anything about teff or the whole process. Mm-hmm. I loved ramen. <gasps> and maybe, yeah. yeah, ramen was so fun. And maybe that's because we both watched that documentary and spent a lot of time kind of trying to understand the ethos, sure. if you yeah. will, yeah, around ramen. Didn't want to offend any ramen heads out there. But that one was really fun for me to get into. I think it was one of our longest episodes, too, our longest releases. uh, Well, aside from and Crute, which we ended up having to break into two because it was so long. It's just like, no one's going to listen to a three and a half hour podcast. Yeah, if we cannot get through it ourselves, we will definitely not put that out there. That was definitely, you're right, that that one also is extremely educational. Like, it just proves that there's so much more to any dish than you could, well, I guess not every single dish, because some of them are very just like, well, I don't fucking know where it came from, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you, you can just gain such a deep appreciation for something by speaking a little bit and like, I mean, we kind of got into it for a whole week and then it was like, okay, next. <laughs> you were gone so forever. In. Yeah, gone yeah. forever. Never returned to the ramen thing. Mm-mm. We will at some point have to make ramen noodles, though, I think. That's going to have to happen. But That would be great. I loved that ramen one, too. And also just generally thinking about the episodes we've mentioned and just all of the topics we've covered and We'd done that kind of like traveling quote series where we were visiting different countries and pulling out a signature dish. And it makes me think about Marcella saying cooking is like languages and you combine different languages, dialects, accents, if you will, into all these different geographies and scenarios and and it's so fun to even now kind of step back and think about the way things have woven together and the pieces the slow pieces that we put together just with you saying injera and it makes me think about monty and empanadas and there was something else we did that it was like an original kind of like meat pocket carrier for you know nomads and travelers and it's just really cool to continue to talk about the evolution of food and the way we prepare it and look at it all right so the weed just really hit me so I don't remember what you just said I was basically saying it was amazing (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> it was great. I know it was great. Can I remember what exactly you said now? No. But I agreed with all of it at the time. I remember that impression. <laughs> Just don't ask me exactly what you said. But no big deal. But also like the Caldo Verde kind of blocked that one from my mind. Where I was like, yeah. ah, we loved that so much. Like it was so good. We learned way more than I thought we were going to about a soup, just this one soup. And mm-hmm. so just really fascinating. I love doing this so much. I know, I do too. When you said Caldo Verde, that made me think of the patatas bravas that we made. That oh, that made too. Me think of the, the sangria. And then that made me think of the limoncello and the ginger beer. And we have done so much. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> limoncello too. I remember the ginger beer because I kept doing it for quite a while afterwards. (laughs) Yes. And then eventually I did just like, oh, I can't keep this. So we might be busting out the fermenting again in the near future. So you all can look forward to that because. Very exciting. It's going to be something really interesting and we're going to have to do a lot of prep for it. But we're we're determined to do it because it was such a good idea. And we were mm-hmm. going to do it for this episode, but we couldn't make it happen in time. No. As usual, we cannot get our shit together until the last minute. But here we are. This is better for this. Today, celebration, hot fudge Sundays. What could be better? I don't know. Least favorite ever was the caramel apple. In terms of the result or the recording? The result. The whole process was just like fiddly and fucking annoying and... I miss the uh, caramel wraps from my childhood that we used to be able to buy at the store in Michigan. I miss those days. <laughs> Real Michigan nostalgia today. I don't know when I'll be there again, but... It's home. It's home. Yes. So apples, the caramel apples. Never, ever, 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 ever again. That was your least favorite outcome? Yes. Ap- worse than pistachio rolls? I guess... It's my least favorite because I didn't enjoy the process of making it Mm. and the result was not great. Mm -hmm. Whereas at least with the pistachio rolls, I really enjoyed the process. It's just that the end result was very disappointing. So I think caramel apple is the bottom of the list for that reason. And then pistachio rolls is a close second to last place. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, other than cauliflower korma, which tasted delicious, so that was just a user error sort Mm -hmm. of situation. Shelling the pistachios was bullshit. There was something else. Oh, (laughs) when we made the first upside down cake, was that one pineapple? I believe the very first one we did was pineapple. I flipped that over, like a third of the whole thing stayed in the pan, and so it just was a horrible mess, but it was really tasty too. <laughs> well, so at least the flavor was good, just the cake ended up not working as as mm-hmm. it was supposed to. Yes. So we did pineapple upside down was episode 19. Then we did on episode 38, good according to our new numbering system, was the cranberry upside down cake. Was the last one we did the just the rhubarb upside down cake i think so yeah and that was episode 64 we're due for an upside down cake we are yeah that that (laughs) feels like that's in our near future (laughs) 
We have done so much. Even as we sit here, so many are just popping through my head, like Marcella's cantaloupe sauce, all of the Marcella dishes, yeah, all of the France dishes, all of the Fanny Farmer, Ruth, Graves Wakefield. Yes. Oh my gosh. Or Chocolate Toll House cookies. Oh, I'm tired thinking about all of the <laughs> we've done. We've done Ooh. so much stuff. It is exhausting. Clearly, we love it. I'm feeling jazzed. <laughs> I can tell you are too, just even talking about what we've done. I think this is great, though, because sometimes I'm like, as my brother calls it, sh- feel like a bit like we're shouting into the void. And, you yeah. know, like, we do uh-huh. see a lot of support from our, you know, we've got a lot of listeners and new listeners all over the world, which is, you know, we and we've been doing great recently. So it has felt a little bit less like we're shouting into the void. But, yeah. uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah, that we've just been shouting into the void. <laughs> We're just gonna keep doing it. Try We're to gonna stop keep us. doing it. <laughs> you you have no choice in the matter. But yeah, I'm like, oh, that was great, and oh, that was great, and just it's so fun. I just I just love it. I do too. I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. We are slowly working our way to the High Gluttony Homestead, day by day, sort of episode by episode sort of but here we are at 100 celebrating with hot fudge sundays was there any other episodes you wanted to talk about or should we move in i was gonna bring up the broccoli tart as our most recent most disappointing like results Mm -hmm. which was extremely disappointing because we were so excited about it and thought we had like a real winner on our hands (laughs) Or Franken-Tart, you know? Franken-Tart, Tartenstein. It was just so sad to smother our beautiful little broccoli trees under that big slab of pecorino or whatever it was. It was just like a travesty to the broccoli. Yeah, I mean, the whole end result was just not where I wanted it to be. So Mm -hmm. that's our only, like, but I feel like we've really been on a real good streak lately with the tortelloni. Panzanella was awesome. Yeah, super fun. Nice and easy. Eaten mess before that. Ah, so fun. So fun. So good. Yeah, we've been making some tasty things. This has been so fun. As always, obviously. We are fun. We are fun. But I'm glad you brought up the broccoli tart as a more recent poo-poo because this one I think is should be pretty foolproof, foolproof, fail-proof. At least entertaining and kind of a fun one. Like I am really looking forward to this because I don't know that I've ever made a fudge sauce before. Uh, At least not, well, and I've definitely not made one like this. (laughs) Mm, This is a really interesting recipe to me. I am highly intrigued by it because not only are there the, the ingredients unexpected, but then you also have an unexpected step at the end that I'm not sure I'm bored for, but we'll see how it goes. This is going to be fun. And as we do have this recipe for hot fudge and we do have a separate recipe for buttered pecans, but the hot fudge recipe comes from the stay at home chef. 
and we are using one half cup of salted butter, one third cup unsweetened cocoa powder, two thirds cup milk chocolate chips, two cups granulated sugar, and Gretchen did toasted sugar or granulated caramel, granumel. Granumel! And then we need 12, a one 12 ounce can of evaporated milk and one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Okay, Gretchen, we didn't want to do traditional boring peanuts. So we, of course, are doing a high gluttony version of nuts on our Sunday. So talk to me about these butter pecans that we're going to do. There were other options that we were discussing, but came, decided that we really just wanted to make this one easy. So the, these butter pecans sounded exceptionally delicious and easy. So we're going to need one and a half teaspoon. Uh, sorry. We will need one and a half teaspoons of butter, salted or unsalted, dealer's choice, one and a half cups of pecans, and one teaspoon, one quarter teaspoon coarse salt. So you can use flaky or just like kosher, I think. Um, but just uh, if you're using kosher, beware. Maybe go a little bit lighter than a quarter of a teaspoon because it is saltier than other salt. Was that one and a half tablespoons butter or teaspoons butter? Tablespoons. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And it says salted or unsalted. Which are you doing? I got salted. Same. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going away from the concept of unsalted butter being the king of like butter. I understand the purpose of it, but I don't know. Maybe because I taste my food as I'm making it too. I can, I don't usually over like, don't usually oversalt things. I have been on a salty streak recently where I oversalted some stuff where I was like, oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I uh, just barely, just a shade under like too salty, like just still edible. But if I'd done any more salt, it would have been a disaster. So I sh- maybe shouldn't be playing with fire like this, but damn it, I want to be burned. <laughs> but yeah, salt it up. <laughs> Burn me with salt. (laughs) Salt fire. Oh, God. So what are we going to do with those salt-fired nuts? So did we go through the steps of the fudge yet, actually? No, but I thought we were going to do the nuts first. We are going to do You're right. We're going to do the nuts first. Or, well, at least get the nuts going because they have 10 to 12 minutes to cook. So we can always, like, get them going and then start with the hot fudge sauce. So, yes, you're correct. Let's let's do that. You're right. Okay. Okay. So we have already preheated our oven to 350 degrees because you're going to need to do that because these are going in for a toast. Then you want to melt the butter in a skillet. You will take that off the heat after it's melted. You're going to stir the pecans or toss them if you're skilled at tossing things in a pan. If you are not skilled at tossing, don't recommend tossing. A stir will do you just fine. Just be pretty thorough about it. And be gentle just because you're trying to keep, I think you're trying to keep the, I think you're trying to keep the nuts whole. So you want to be quite gentle. I have pieces. Oh, does I don't remember what it said. It just says pecans. Okay. Yeah. We'll find out. I, I okay. don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Because they like tossing to me indicates that they want, they want a more gen- gentle. So like you're trying not mm-hmm. to break them up too much, but since mm-hmm. it's not specific on whole or chopped or whatever. We'll we'll see what our results are like and okay. how we both feel about them. 
Okay, melt the butter, move the skillet off the heat, toss the pecans into that melted butter, then add salt. Add salt. Okay. Yep. After and stir again, obviously. Don't just throw the salt on and not stir it. That would be terrible. Spread that mixture evenly on a sheet pan and put it into the oven for 10 to 12 minutes, stirring once during baking, I'm guessing about halfway through, and remove from the oven and cool completely. So yeah, that's why we're going to start with that because it wants you to cool up the nuts. Cool off your nuts before you use them, which is probably a good idea. (laughs) Cool off your salty fire nuts. (laughs) Yeah, salty nuts. (laughs) God, I went okay, there for so, a second. <laughs> of course, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, as soon as we write nuts anywhere, it's going to... Nuts, nuts, yeah. So the nuts will be in the oven while we get going on our hot fudge sauce then. Yes. Right? Okay, so Correct. what are we doing with all the hot fudge ingredients? You're putting everything but the vanilla in a pot of decent size over medium-low heat. And this is because you need to melt that butter and make sure everything's combined, especially because you've got some chocolate pieces in there. Those will fall to the bottom and scorch. Got to make sure everything's melted first so that you're not raising your heat until everything's like gelling together. Once everything is homogenized, you're going to increase that heat to medium high and bring to a boil. As soon as it hits a boil, crank that puppy down to low and simmer for seven minutes stirring constantly once it's hit seven minutes so not sure what we're going to be looking for here gonna have to kind of feel it out on this recipe since i'm not familiar after those seven minutes we'll remove it from the heat add the vanilla pour it says pour the mixture into a blender and blend for two whole minutes we'll probably put this into a separate container and then immersion blend it because that's easier And that's it. And that's sauce. Kind of interesting to do that blending at the end. I Yeah, I'm not really sure why. Because unless it's just to make sure it's emulsified or to cool it slightly, maybe. Not sure. I didn't read the nonsense before the recipe on this one. <laughs> We're not a lot of nonsense well, before the recipe sort of people. No. Jump to the recipe. That's what we do. Please stop. Yeah. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Let's make our celebration Sundays. Celebration Sundays. I'm going to see if I can find some sprinkles. Oh, that's a good idea. We are in the kitchen. We are ready to start melting our butter. Yep. I've got one of my beautiful new pans that my dad bought me. And I am melting that minute amount of butter in here. I feel like Buttered pecan should have more butter than one and a half tablespoons. (laughs) It does not feel like enough butter. Although, to be fair, we never think there's enough butter. That's true. We are butter fiends. Salted butter at that. (laughs) We've converted ourselves. (laughs) I have melted. Off goes my heat. In go my nuts. Okay, I see why one and a half tablespoons is probably enough. These nuts are buttery. <laughs> okay, apparently Ore- Oreos just makes me punchy as fuck. Here goes my salt. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Toss, toss, toss. My second toss went much better. I threw two nuts out of the pan on the first try. <laughs> my nuts have been buttered, and they are on a sheet pan. 
my nuts have been buttered in there on a sheet pan too. Woo! Woohoo! In they go. 10 to 12, but should we set like a five minute timer? Let's set up a five minute timer for stirring. Okay. In we go. Five minutes on the clock. So now we start melting our fudge ingredients. Yes, indeed. Okay, medium low. So since my dad bought all me these nice new nonstick pans, I've invested in some silicon whisks, mm -hmm. which I'm going to use for this purpose of combining these ingredients. Nice. Yeah. That's oh, it's very a good call. Very thick. Yeah. Well, I'm using my uh, little Cuisinart cast iron pot thing, which now I'm realizing might have been a mistake because it is probably not deep enough to allow for the boiling action I want. Uh-oh. Too late to move it? No, not necessarily, but do I really want to? Right. Might get it melted first and move it over or something. We're stirring our nuts at the five-minute mark. Stirring <laughs> these hot, toasty nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, babies, you are hot and toasty. They're pretty. Yeah, they smell good, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nuts have been stirred. Back. Yeah. And Back we're almost much. melted. So I am transferring my, because I'm pretty well melted over here now. Starting to look pretty homogenous. Getting okay, so I forgot to set the timer. Oops, for an additional five minutes. So I've got it going now. Oops. Okay. And I'm all melted. Are are we working on a boil now? Yeah. I'm going up a little bit on my heat, but I'm on a different burner now too, so I have to be careful. But as long as you're stirring it constantly, it should be okay. Yeah, I almost feel like the the proper method on the doing this sauce should be melt the butter and then sprinkle in the cocoa powder on the butter and mix that mm -hmm. together and cook for a second. Because mm -hmm. I think that helps activate the cocoa powder a little bit more. Oh, uh-huh. And then add like the evaporated milk. Or no, I guess you'd have to kind of add the chocolate chips next so that you could get those starting to melt with the butter. Then add the mm -hmm. heavy... Uh, Sorry, not heavy cream, evaporated milk. Yeah, I was thinking, too, about adding the cocoa powder to the evaporated milk first, melting the butter, adding the chocolate chips, and then putting the milk-cocoa combo in. So I was thinking about that, too, but I don't and know that they would mix as well as the, like the butter and the cocoa powder would mix. Is it, like, melting into the butter? Right. Sure. But yes, that is that is an alternate possibility of ingredient combination. Because right now what I'm seeing that I'm not sure I like <laughs> mm. is like little flecks of what I'm assuming is cocoa powder that is oh, really? not integrated. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm seeing the reason for the, the blending at the end. Not quite as thick as I thought it would be. I guess the boiling has yet to come. But Right. Yeah, I'm not boiling at all yet. I just turned up my heat slightly again. Same. So I was like, Me come too. on. No, I'm like, I don't want to go too much, but you have to boil. It's also hard to tell when it's boiling. When when you're constantly stirring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of the answer is, is that you have to keep stirring until it boils 
regardless of you stirring. Until it's unmistakably boiling. Yeah. And then quick, turn it down. (laughs) And then, yeah, yeah, quick like a bunny. For seven minutes, very specific. Specific seven. Well, I think the, the, because you're trying what I, I assume they're trying to hit here, what would make sense from my knowledge of candy making, is you have to hit a certain temperature with the sugar. Oh, uh uh-huh. And it's a fairly low one because you want a sauce. So you're looking for a specific temperature more than anything else. But apparently she got there in seven minutes, you know, so she's going by a timer versus trying to give you a temperature. Right. I appreciate that. I'm not sure if I do, but (laughs) you're a a thermometer gal. (laughs) I am a thermometer gal. It's just much more reliable than because mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time when we go on time frames versus a consistency or you're looking for this in particular, I think that makes it really hard because then you don't know what it is you're looking for. Like she didn't really give any detail as far as it should have this consistency or it should be doing this. Mm-hmm. I want some visual cues. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pull my hot buttered nut. I just, I just pulled mine while you were chatting, while we were chatting. Yes. Let's okay. do that. <laughs> I feel like if I leave them in here any longer, they're going to get too dark. There are some of them that are quite dark already. Oh, I've got boiling going on in my fudge sauce. It's all happening at the same time. And I'm turning my oven off. That's my only problem with giving a time frame. Like, I feel like it shouldn't be the only instruction given. It should be this or this, you know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. should look like this by the time you've done this for seven minutes. There's a little bit of ambiguity there that I'm not super comfortable with. It's like helpful to simplify it that way, but also leaves room for error. Right, exactly. Because what if somebody starts counting, you know, when they just start to see bubbles around the edge, like I'm seeing now, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily going to get you the result you want right yeah you're leaving you're leaving a little too much up to interpretation in my opinion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right full rolling boil achieved i'm going to set a timer for seven minutes because otherwise i will never be able to remember how long seven minutes is start okay stir 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 it's a pretty sheen yeah it's got a pretty color like a pretty appearance and I don't, and definitely know that's a good, a good sign. Because, yeah, a good fudge should be kind of glossy. Is yours thickening? Well, it's hard to tell because it's boiling. Yeah. But I think, I oh, think yeah. so. <laughs> okay. Hope so. I mean, there's definitely evaporation happening. And the sugar should be transforming in some way. So I've definitely got a challenge because I've altered the sugar to the granumel. And oh. we know that that's not always what... The recipe wants. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Or the dish, I guess. Now I'm wondering if I turn it down too much. (laughs) I feel like it should keep a decent boil going. Should at least know it's boiling. I guess this is probably okay. I don't have any boil. I guess I'll turn it up a little more, but I'm just scared. It's okay. I mean, you know, just don't move. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just don't go anywhere. I have four minutes left on my timer. As usual, I am fairly behind. Trying to figure out, is this because you're at a higher elevation? Is it the stove's fault? What's happening? 
Yeah, did I not have it high enough? Okay, here we go. We're getting some boiling. Yay! Probably I didn't have it high enough. Okay, this weed is just making me like, I'm swaying in, in like motion with how I'm stirring the pot. You're in the groove. I am in the groove. Thank you, weed and busy CBD. Oreos. CBD. Oreos. Got to boil. Going back Woo. to low. But not too Doesn't... low. <laughs> I have boiled. I have reached a boil and I have turned my sauce down and I am now and on my seven minute journey of stirring. Okay. <laughs> and I have three <laughs> minutes left on my stirring journey before I will get to remove it and uh, what's the word? Blend it. Blend it. And because I am using an enamel pot, I am going to put this into a Pyrex thing to blend it so that I don't scratch the finish on my pan. And I'm still swaying. This weed <laughs> is making me sway. It's like I'm dancing. I'm dancing with the fudge. <laughs> oh, man, I might need to go out and socialize more. <laughs> well, mine lost its boil completely. Oh, no. See, this is what I mean. You can't go that low. Because I'm yeah, on like a medium low. Mm-hmm. It's so saucy. It I is don't... so saucy. I mean, it's thin too, and I'm trying to decide if I want to turn it up slightly and like give it a good boil for a minute just to get it to like. Yeah, thicker. Thicker, or if I should not do that and just follow the instructions as written. 27, 26. <laughs> I just don't know why blending it. Like, I don't know that blending it's going to like thicken it. Uh, thick. So here, here's my, uh, part of my theory, is that okay. it'll whip the proteins in the milk, and so in the, the milk, and then yeah, in the butter. I think there must be some purpose to it. Okay, I'm done with my seven-minute journey of boiling. I'm gonna go straight with the seven minutes and not try and adjust and see where we end up here. I have uh, reached the end of my seven minutes. I am putting my sauce into a different container to blend it. Got about three cups of sauce here. Glad I didn't use the four cup measure and that my instinct <laughs> to go large was a good one. <laughs> really annoying thing is I have to hold, it's a two handle pot and I have to hold one. And so like, I'm scraping the pan out and <laughs> just scraping chocolate sauce over the second handle. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't hold the other handle again. <laughs> just gonna have to put it down. All right. Ch chocolate corner. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to taste it. Okay. Mm, the result might be hard to argue with. <laughs> Is it thick enough? Yeah. Yeah, it's really wow. thick. It's sticking to the to the blender thing. Cool. Set that into a Ooh. container and finish licking that later. Okay, that was my timer for seven minutes of stirring. So I'm about to head into a mixer, a blender, with my chocolate sauce, hot fudge. Get something to assemble my sunday in here and so for my ice cream i am using milk bars vanilla sugar cookie ice cream did you put your vanilla in no i did not put my vanilla in so i just did now i'm going back to assembly okay <laughs> milk bar ice cream feels a little grainy it got a little too defrosted and transport somewhere along the line now that i've put an unreasonable amount of fudge sauce on here i'm ready to eat it oh god this is making my mouth so happy right now. I've just assembled. I'm about to take my first bite here. Absolutely perfect. 
This is so delicious. The hot fudge did thicken up, like you said, and like we hoped. It's kind of a perfect consistency now. The nuts add just enough saltiness. It's perfect. For the sugar cookie ice cream, I think they like coated or like somehow managed to get like a, a sugar swirl to go in with like the cookie dough swirl. And so there's like this grainy, which is not pleasant necessarily, but not unpleasant. It's kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about this as part of the sundae, but the flavors all together are so good. <laughs> Yum. I just did vanilla. No, nothing to compete there. Yeah, that was probably smart, but I got, my eyes were larger than my head today <laughs> or whatever. Well, yeah, I, No, my eyes are larger than my stomach. That is like, isn't that the way? Eyes larger than head too, though. That works, I think. But I'm glad we stuck to the recipe. I think it did seem kind of weird to blend it at the end, but it made it perfect. I also think it helped cool it down so that it was ready to go like right on the ice cream. Oh, 100%. I know that it's a, that's at least part of it. That'll release a ton of heat quickly. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I'd say we would do it again. This is, I don't know if we said world level, but probably one, maybe two, because of the burning potential on the stuff. Yeah. The sauce. As long as you're attentive, it's not super hard. The results are good, like, mm-hmm. and delicious and perfect. Mm-hmm. Good and delicious and perfect. I think that kind of covers our last 100 episodes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For sure. Covers us 100%. <laughs> 100 episodes, 100%. Good, delicious, perfect. <sighs> All right. Well, Gretchen, I'm proud of us. We've made it to 100. Let's go 200. It'll happen Woo-hoo! before we know it. We'll be doing this all over again. Well, not this, exactly, but. (laughs) The reminiscing. Yes, the reminiscing will happen, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us on our 100-episode journey so far, Gluttoneers. Keep listening, keep subscribing, tell everybody you know relentlessly. Off we go. Off we go. And the, oh, the coconuts are back. The coconuts are still here. Okay, anyway. Full coconut circle. Full coconut circle. Hold on. Hang on. We got to do the full coconut circle starting at six. All right. Okay. That's it. I I, I actually went a little over the circle, but yes. Whoa. (laughs) Over-circled. Okay. Over-circled. All right. Let's get out of here. Gotta get out of here. Oh my (laughs) gosh.